Hey guys, welcome to the Business Bites Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Branke, and this week we are going to be talking about content that converts. This can be for service-based business, product-based. We just know that we need to have content that's going to convert our ideal customer into an actual customer, someone that is actually paying us for whatever product or service it is that we are providing. Before we dig in, just to let you guys know, you can get all of the show notes, find out about our guest, Danielle, and check out the transcript at rachelbreaky.com forward slash EPI 84. So Danielle, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to talk about content and conversions. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat as well. You know what? I absolutely love this, guys. She is a conversion copywriter who, for business owners who want to scale. And like, that's our goal here is to get in, get out, quick bits of info so that we can go and scale our business. She also hosts a podcast, which is called the Basic Girl Marketing Podcast, and also runs a mentorship program that will teach your team members how to write copy. Ooh, I need that. Um, so that you guys can stop outsourcing it and start increasing your profits and your profile within yourself. Danielle, like myself, is a wife, mom. She's a former teacher. I'm not. Couldn't do it. <laughs> special person. Um, and a basic girl to the core. She loves Starbucks, Legally Blonde, and all things sparkly. So, Danielle, <laughs> welcome. Can you give us a little background about you, how you got here, and your path to entrepreneurship? Sure. Um, so, a lot of people say they think, you know, they were born an entrepreneur. I wouldn't have said that um, initially, but now kind of looking back, I think there was always a little bit of me that really craved kind of being my own boss and freedom. And so very early on, that looked like dabbling in network marketing, which I ended up just not loving. It just wasn't my thing. Um, and I had always kind of had this desire to have something on the side. Um, I went to graduate school, got a degree to teach and you know, teaching is a pretty stable kind of path. And I just went about that for years. And then when we lived overseas, I just kind of got that itch again to try something new. And so I became a personal trainer. And uh, because we were living overseas, we lived in Bangkok, Thailand, and um, I couldn't actually like legally work in Thailand outside of the school I was teaching at. And so I had to do my business online. And it kind of opened me up to this entirely new world um, that I really didn't know existed. And um, I quickly got a coach who kind of walked me through um, what it looked like to build a business online. And I started my fitness business. And um, this coach had a digital marketing agency. And I had blogged a significant amount during our adoption of our two daughters. And she said, hey, I need a writer. Would you want to write for me? So I did. And she then was asked me if I wanted to write for all of her clients because she in the sigil marketing agency would create, you know, ebooks for her clients, blogs, sales pages, funnels, like you name it. And so I ended up writing all of this content for probably 40, 50 different women who are mostly fitness pros and uh, life coaches, photographers. Um, but it was kind of a unique experience because I got to not only see the behind the scenes of building my own fitness business, but behind the scenes of all these other women building their businesses and mm -hmm. um, everybody did it a little differently and that, and they were all successful. And so um, it gave me kind of a unique perspective. I ended up getting burned out, swore off all business forever <laughs> for about a month. I said, I'm just going to be a teacher. I'm just going to be happy. And it lasted literally about five weeks. And I was 
itching to do something again, started an online store, hated it, sold it, and just kind of really got back to the core of who I am and what I love. And I loved marketing strategy. I love sales. And I was a really good copywriter. And during that time, I had gotten even more training, um, focusing specifically on conversions. And so I just decided to kind of go back all in and I quit my teaching job about a week ago. <laughs> well, I finished my teaching job. So yeah, that's kind of, that's the very quick version. There's a million twists and turns in the middle, but that's kind of the overview. And I love this, guys. I brought Danielle on because she is a naturally born copywriter. Someone like myself, I'm not. Although I write most of my own, it really has taken me over a decade to somewhat get into a semblance of good copy. And when we're talking about copy here, this is everything. This could be sales pages. It could be your social media posts. It is blog posts. It can be anything. Any text that you're putting out there, and you can pair it with graphics, et cetera, is copy. It is what your potential customer or client is consuming, and it's how you're going to convince them. You know, in my other episodes, you guys know that I do not shy away. I really hammer home the idea of having this ideal client and then your unique selling proposition, that's great. But in order to convey those two, you have to have proper copy. So having Danielle, I I mean, Danielle, I guess let's just skip ahead to what are the top three tips to help the listeners on this subject matter? Yeah. So I think that there, you kind of mentioned the starting point. And I think that we always want the new shiny thing and we get tired of the same old, same old, but like, honestly, those things are the truth. And if you don't really understand your ideal client and your unique selling proposition, then you, you will be lost. You won't know what to communicate and that will come across in everything. And you can see people all over the internet who struggle with this in their social media posts and their live videos, they're bouncing all over. And when you ask them what they do, they can't clearly articulate it or write it. So that truly is the foundation. It's not that sexy, but it really is your starting point. Um, Because when you fully understand that, copy becomes a lot easier. Mm -hmm. I think people have this big block around it because they just think I'm not a good writer. And I'm not going to lie to you that there are some people who I think, yeah, you shouldn't be writing your own copy. But you can all start from a place of understanding what your ideal client's pains are and their desired outcomes. And if you do that, you don't have to be the best writer. You can still connect with them in a way that's real and authentic and that will get them interested in what you're saying. So that's the the foundation. Um, if you are someone who thinks, I'm just not great at this, there's a couple of things you want to keep in mind. Um, simplicity and clarity over cleverness mm. always wins. And I think mm. people look at people who are really skilled writers and, you know, everything sounds perfect and flowy and great. And that's wonderful if you can do it. But at the end of the day, if you feel like this isn't your strength, but you need to do it anyway, then always go with the most clear, straightforward language you could possibly use because a confused person doesn't buy. (laughs) So if they are not sure what you're offering, if they are not Mm -hmm. sure whether you're the right person for them, if they're not sure they're the right person for you, uh, if they're not sure what you do, they're never going to like take the time to find out because there's a million other people out there. So go I'm glad you bring that up because I was that person. Like, I feel like I'm very clever and quippy in person. And so 
it works really well when I'm at speaking engagements. But when yeah. I tried putting into my sales copy, it was leading to yeah. confusion. People were like, what? This doesn't make sense. And it took me a while to peel back the layers. And like you said, get simplistic, get minimalistic in my writing. And so I even look at my websites now and I go, oh, that copy is so not me because <laughs> it's not clever and quippy. But because it's doing its job to draw the attention, you know, and tell them exactly what my solution is for their problem. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. How funny. Yeah, I um, I get my cleverness from my dad. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not, but it conveys <laughs> way better in speaking. And, <laughs> than that, in and that is something you have to know your boundaries on. If you know it's great in speaking, but you're not there yet in your writing, then like you said, back off a bit. There comes a point where you learn to weave it all in. Mm-hmm. Um but most people running a business, unless you're writing a, a write, running a writing business, you don't have time to figure that out because mm-hmm. you're doing your business. Like you're you're doing whatever it is that you're you're training your clients, you're building their programs, and you don't have time to spend hours on that. So again, just go with the clear, straightforward. Um, another thing you need to really this is like the biggest mistake I see people make, and I just want to like shake them. <laughs> We love like our industry lingo and our and our programs. Yes. Like, we love to talk, you know, if you're a fitness pro, you love to talk about, you know, your macros and your weight training or your intermittent fasting or whatever it is. And that's okay sometimes, but 85% of your content needs to be talking about what your clients want. They want to stop feeling crappy in their own skin. Fitness pros, I know you hate it, but your people want to be toned. (laughs) I know you don't (laughs) love that word, but that's what they say, and you need to say it too because that's what they want. They want to look good in their bathing suit. They want to wake up with more energy. If you are constantly touting the the great things about your programs and your offers, they will tune that out. They Mm. want to know that you understand that this is hard for them, that you understand why they keep doing crash diets that you understand um you know if you're a business coach you understand why they struggle to get new clients they want to know number one that you get them so you always have to validate where they are number two they want to know that you understand the solution and that you can kind of infuse hope into them because typically they're at a point where they don't have hope that they can get there. So whether that's building a six-figure business, they they think it in the back of their mind, that'd be nice, but secretly they're saying like, it's not really for me. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, they see that girl on the cover of fitness magazine and they're like, oh, I don't think I could ever do that. So they want it. They really want it, but they don't necessarily believe they can get it. So you've got to infuse some hope into their, you know, into their souls and say, you actually can. And here's why. And then you've got to show that you're the only option. And for 85% of businesses, this is truly building your no like trust factor. Again, it's not super sexy, but that's it because there's a million fitness coaches who can help people reach their goals. So why will they choose you? Because they like you, because they want to be your friend, because they want to be in your circle, because they trust you. So you've got to really build that into your content. And then you've got to show them like the finish. This is Mm -hmm. what it could look like. Mm -hmm. It really can be a reality. And that's where you use testimonials of people who are like them, because they need to see This mom of four kids who, you know, she had four kids in five years and she's in the 
trenches of like mom life, she did lose the baby weight and she does feel great in her clothes. And she did it with no time, no sleep and very little money because she's using it for her four kids. So um, they need to see someone like them in your testimonial. So it's not enough to just slap up a before and after picture. Tell the story of that person. How? Did, what did they come to you struggling with? What does their life look like? How did you solve their problem? And what do they feel like now? I love that. And actually, you guys might want to rewind that because that tidbit right there is phenomenal. I mean, much of what we've talked about here obviously is really important. But that, for me, I just kind of had a light bulb moment because I'm one of those people, you know, I speak in legal and business strategy. Well, yeah, my USP is so unique in the different industries that I'm in. But when I start using jargon, it's legal jargon specifically, right? People are like, I don't know what this is. And when they become uncomfortable because they don't connect with it, like you're talking about, or they don't know what it means, especially with legal stuff, it strikes fear. Um, If they become overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. then they just X and go away. And for me, it's been hard to, I'm kind of straddling the fence, right? I'm trying to educate the business owners, whether it's photographers or fitness pros, and I'm trying to bring you what the legal jargon is, but I also don't want to polarize you with the legal jargon yeah. at the same time. And so I've tried injecting mostly myself, right? Because I it's I am very intimately tied with my brands. And so, but yeah, I love that. And in fact, I'm putting this up publicly out there. I'm going to start putting more testimonials into social proofs, amazing. But mm-hmm. as far as when it comes to copy, like what we're mm-hmm. talking about here, you that that was that was amazing, Danielle, like that's, that's, that's amazing. Cause it, it just, for me, that's kind of a little, well, if you're in one of those positions, you're in a weird industry. And you even said mm-hmm. earlier, maybe it's not sexy. There's many people listening who may not have a sexy product. They may not have a yeah. sexy service. And so your copy is not going to be sexy. How can we sex it up? How can we yeah. make it more attractive and connective? And I love that with the testimonials. Yeah. And I think Part of it comes from, I was a teacher for 12 years and I taught kids with learning disabilities. So I had to take these big concepts and break them Mm -hmm. down into super simple things. So for someone like you, there's kind of this uh, methodology in teaching where we want to teach them the high level words. We want to teach them the high level concepts, but we've got to break it down. So using the legal jargon is okay if you're always breaking it down into what does it look like and mean for me. Because when you use those words in isolation, I'm like, yeah, what is she talking about? And that is true. (laughs) But when you say like, hey, Danielle, I don't even know. I could not even begin to say a legal term. But let's, you know, you don't have this contract in place. Here's what happens when Johnny decides to sue you. And this is a a case that went wrong. And here's a case that went really well because of a good contract. Then Mm -hmm. you can use that legal jargon. Like teach it to me. Like I'm, I'm a grown-up business owner, I can handle it if you break it down for me. And that just Mm -hmm. comes from teaching for so long is I had to teach kids, you know, what parallel structure was, but they couldn't necessarily say that until I said, here's what Mm -hmm. it looks like in your writing. Here's what it looks like Mm -hmm. in your sentences. And here's why it's important to you. So it's okay to talk about the jargony stuff as long as you're really breaking it down and making it like human to them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and one thing I always have to remind myself when I'm going to sit down, I have to visualize that the person that's consuming this piece of copy or content, this may be the first time that they've ever consumed it. This may also, even if they've been in my audience, maybe the first time that they've ever been interacting with whatever that specific topic is. And so for me, oftentimes I'll forget 
you know, oh, I've been talking about contracts for 10 years. So my whole audience knows all about it, you know? So I skip through like um, levels one through 10 and I go to level 12, well then 11 and 12, but then people are asking me questions. I got to remember, I've always got to lay the foundation and I think it's easy sometimes for us to project when we are so ingrained in doing this in our business all the time, we forget about the basic steps. And that's why I love the basic girl marketing that you do because, yes. you know, everyone's seeking like this um, golden bullet or like mm-hmm. silver bullet, golden ticket of how they can uh, cut through and write amazing copy. It really is about going back to the basics and just connecting. It is. And I think that we all forget our own expertise levels. We don't feel like experts because of all the imposter stuff, but really we, when you are entrenched in something, you are an expert and you completely take for granted that other people don't know that stuff. And so you skip over it. And so you skip to steps five, six, seven of a process and they have no idea what steps one, two, three, four are because you know them and you think, gosh, that's so silly for me to talk. Like, I mean, I taught ninth grade forever and I would think ninth graders knew what like you know, verbs, nouns, pronouns, were. I can't tell you how many kids came to ninth grade not knowing that. So I'm mm-hmm. over here talking about how to structure a sentence and an essay and all that, and they don't know what a verb is. And mm-hmm. so I had to go back and say, here's what a verb is. And you have to do that constantly with their, your clients because they're not you. So a fitness pro coming to you for legal advice, I mean, they're a fitness pro. They're all up in fitness. They're doing training plans. They're in the gym. They're, you know, buying workout clothes. They're doing all that stuff. They're not really looking at legal stuff unless they're setting up a new business or in some kind of trouble. So you have all this knowledge and training and experience, and you think everyone else should just know this because you do, and you forget Mm -hmm. that they don't. And so Mm -hmm. never feel like you're being too basic in your content, but also know like you can always bring it up. So if you give them the basics, you can always go to the next level. And you can always give them more as long as you've taught them the basics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. You know, and another thing too, and this is a good segue into the freebie that you got, you have, uh, basicgirlmarketing.com forward slash subject. Danielle's got a bunch or a download, a guide about um, how to write irresistible email subject lines because that for me is actually, I could write content all day long, but subject lines is really hard for me because I want to be quippy or clever. And sometimes I just need to go back to the basics. But anyhow, guys, click over. You can get that guide, download it. It can work on helping to improve your open rate. Um, the guide has things like the seven types of email subjects lines you need to be using, how to avoid landing in spam boxes, and samples of these so you guys can kind of start getting your creative juices flowing on it. Don't forget, if you want the show notes and for everything as we wrap up here to connect with Danielle, um, go to rachelbreaky.com forward slash EPI 84. We will link this email subject line guide. Um, and also tell us a bit about the well-positioned CEO. This is a group that you have for business owners who are tired of these groups that are full of self-promotion. Uh, we have a Business Bites group on Facebook as well. And we are very anti-self-promotion as far as we want it to be very educational-based. Um, we will allow people to promo on certain threads from time to time. But I love seeing that you're having a group that's cultivating the same educational mindset. So tell us a little bit about well-positioned CEO and where people can find you if they want more help with their copy. 
Yeah. So I just got really tired of being in groups that were like the secret self-promotion where it's these long posts and we're like, you know, you're just selling something or where people are asking the same questions over and over again and there's no real conversation. So I started this group literally from scratch and it's only about a month old. It's a baby um, because I wanted to have conversations about how to position yourself in the marketplace. I wanted to have conversations about scaling and growing and actually doing things like long-term, not just these flash in the pan, like marketing strategies that are here today and gone tomorrow. Um, and I wanted to bring real business owners together, not people who just, you know, throw up a website and call themselves something. So, mm-hmm. um, you can find it at basicgirlmarketing.com slash community, or you can just search on Facebook, the well-positioned CEO, and it'll pop up. And then, yeah, if you have copywriting needs or you want to learn how to write copy for your business or have me train one of your team members, um, you can find everything you need at basicgirlmarketing.com and you can find me on Instagram at basicgirlmarketing. Awesome. Love it. Well, thank you so much for taking your time, guys. There's some great action tips. Don't forget, we're going to break them all down on the show notes page, episode 84 at rachelbreaky.com forward slash EPI 84. Also, get into the Business Bites Facebook community group. We have been having a barrage of new members, a lot of good conversations. I look forward to you guys improving your copy. Please feel free. Post it in the um, in the group. Send it to me. I want to see improvements that you've made from learning out of this episode or from the other stuff that Danielle may have for you. Till next time, guys.